After a long hiatus, this is PBE Daily Early Mornings and Late Night Podcast. My name is Point Blank Yvumbi. I truly apologize for being so absent in the last couple of days. I think it's been approximately two weeks since the last time I recorded anything. I've been taking care of a lot of the workload that I actually hinted at prior to this being uh, a potential time for me to actually record something because I've just finished like sending two or three pieces of work I was supposed to take care of. And after sending those two, piece, two or three pieces, it felt good to at least... Revisit that which has been one of my passions in the last couple of days because I'll say this when the 5th of May hits, I think I'll be marking the first anniversary of PBE Daily. To make it to one year of podcasting, even if there was on and off moments where I disappeared and I came back, I disappeared and I came back. I always harken back to the idea of I do this podcast objectively. I always make this podcast come to life because of what I want to say at a specific time. In the time I've been away, I've been doing plenty of research in regards to that which I wanted to talk about, some of the topics I've been curious about, some of that I've been hinting at, and some of the stuff I've been learning just off of the simple act of listening to audiobooks or listening to books put together and even some of the books I've, I've read and even some of the clients I've, I've, I've attained because I've gotten new clients since the beginning of COVID-19. I am super glad for the fact that there's been a, a great learning curve even in the last couple of days and I felt that by the time I come back to make more episodes of the podcast I would have more information and I'd, I'd be in a better position to speak on it and in the last couple of weeks the the, the one thing that was really eminent and and very factual to me was I've I felt as if the walls were caving in in regards to how much I had to take care of in such a short turn of a time and I'll tell you this, I got two, three commissions that I was supposed to do and it, it literally led me to just push myself in the hardest way possible to make myself be more productive to everybody who was actually depending on me to make the artwork come to life. The nine to five never stopped. It just got eased a little bit and even the quality of work I was making there has also greatly improved and the new techniques I'm learning of how to make illustrations has ended up becoming even a greater value to me because my speed has greatly improved as compared to how I used to move before but even in my speed improving I still find that I'm too slow like my, my passions towards how fast I work are very short-lived like I'll I'll give myself a, uh, a pat on the back for doing something really good but then immediately after that's said and done I jump off and I go take care of something completely different and the thing about that is I, I love the idea of doing the right thing and doing it perfectly and executing it in the best way possible. This is one of those amazing moments where you start realizing that you, you always think of yourself along the lines of discipline that is unmatched. There's documentaries that have been coming out in the weeks that I've been away and some of those documentaries, I'm holding back my watching of it until I'm, I'm in a better position to actually comprehend that which is the... The, the, the content one of them the most prevalent of them is i think the last dance which is on netflix and it's the story of the chicago bulls i think the the last time the winning team was together uh the championship winning team and the relationships that these guys had with each other 30 years plus ago and how they are today and in many cases only one individual gets the most props in regards to that and i haven't watched the documentary yet but i'd like to see what is in that material so i could actually learn from it another thing i came across was uh hearing this my one some of my favorite podcasts and seeing that they were when they were reviewing the show i never really mind the spoilers because they weren't really spoilers per se 
because I'm also straight from the train of thought that most people will give you a blanket statement of how they perceive what successes are and what they perceive the story was telling them but we are all going to translate stories different some of the movies i've been told were terrible successes i actually enjoyed i think one i've only i've always highlighted here is everybody hated thor the dark world from the series of marvel movies leading up to avenger movies and i loved the beauty of the dark world the way it looks to me was very very appealing i mean granted they say it's the weakest of the thread of films that came out at that time but also i look at it in the in regards to how many of the films they were making at that time were affected by the successes prior and how they had to adjust how they do things thereafter and my taking distance from making material was also very important as well because it it ties back to that which i was saying initially in the beginning of this podcast episode where i was talking about how i took a break so that i come back when i'm in a better position to speak on things i never really worry about how uh, the reception of the work is going to be after the fact i never really worry about losing an audience for a certain period of time because i care more about those who will seek it again because maybe sometimes by losing the audience you have at a certain time it gives your work the opportunity to have a second life and to have a second license into existence and we need to take time to do that for ourselves because i don't think we take enough time to evolve especially as a person who's a, a creator of content and my, my my perception of podcasting is not really to rush or jump the gun into generating uh revenue as quickly as possible my initial plans were to better acquaint myself with how i'd potentially be if i ever got back into radio and now here i am hosting a show on sundays called spice sunday cruise where i have two legendary dj's who brought me in to be the host and the voice on the microphone as they play the music that is classics i'm talking new jack soul uh hip hop R&B and all this music and I grew up with older brothers and friends of theirs who actually got an education for me in regards to what music was and in the fact that I made this podcast because I missed the radio experience I have now returned to radio and in the same breath I've also returned to television at the same time it's almost as if it was two birds with one stone and by that happening by virtue of that I've, I've improved very much my perception of comfort and the degree of confidence i have every time i stand in front of the of an audience and speak and all these great strides that have been taken and these great paths that have actually followed happened after the fact of a disease that's actually running rampant across the globe and some people are still questioning if it's real or not and regardless of the questioning of this so we all have to accept that every wave that happens in civilization there's always moments where it's actually going to question itself and it's going to give you a chin check to see if you know to what extent it is of value to you to do the best work possible and as i see more people grow into better understanding of that which is expected of them in existence i'm very proud of the few people who i talked to recently and if, or people who actually talked to me and tell me about how they're adapting or acquainting themselves with the current state of life. I mean, we're all walking around with masks who look like Sub-Zero, Scorpion and the Reptile from the Mortal Kombat movies and games. And it's good to know that some of us have seen the positives that come from these particular dark times. And it's dark times because one of my main concerns in the beginning of this year was I had a fear that the 
thing that was going to be hit hard was the economy because I, I, I strongly believe the economic state of my country is terrible. And the more we are borrowing money, the worse it's going to get in the in the near future. And with pay cuts being done, and it's not even uh, as a result of the bosses of companies wanting to harm their employees, but it's as a result of we have no choice but to tighten our belts. I, I think verbatim, I mentioned my concern about how decadence has become a, a way of life and now since we're trying to preserve ourselves by having COVID-19 force us to stay indoors and take better care of ourselves it's improving probably our perception of how to move around when we're going to be able to move around as we used to before and yes we're going to have to adjust how sanitation is going to be taken seriously across the country and the globe but I am grateful for the fact that Yes, I could see the need to actually tighten my belt even more. And as a result, I was able to reduce some of the excesses I would actually take in regards to how I move around and how I spend. But even in that, I've failed here and there because there's certain things I was supposed to have taken care of financially and I haven't been able to take care of those things. And to have a, a degree of debt still exist in my, in my life, I'm able to save a coin here and a coin there. And I hope to continue to do that because... It's not fun being in debt. It's not fun being in difficulty to have your mind settle because that peace of mind is what makes it possible for me to actually do most of the creative work I come up with because it's not out of just a need to be financially successful that I do what I do, but I keep myself on my toes and treat my work like a battlefield because it's of great value to me if I do things that push the envelope even further. Earlier today, I had a conversation with a peer in, in the industry and when he got into the industry himself, he got in in his very late, te late teens and since then he, he made certain moves that he questions to what extent the, the moves were driven by watching the next man and what or which of those moves were driven by him consciously saying, yo, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this perfectly. It's not easy to find that kind of driving force amongst peers especially. And it's not easy to find that degree of conviction and patience in audiences when you're trying to make work come to life. I'm always questioning how many of the people who want to do business with me, how many of them are patient enough to realize that as much as we're dealing with stuff based on passion projects and as much as uh, business is important so that we can actually make sure you have overheads taken care of, I still try put up walls or give reservation to doing certain jobs based on the passion level I personally would have with the jobs. I'm always seeking the what is the need for me to do a certain job if it's financial sometimes it I, I, it turns into something that i don't really care for and i wouldn't really be so rooted in the work but if i can find a way that both my financial and my creative curiosities are hand in hand i'm grateful for it because it means that the work i'm creating is actually finding the perfect audience for what is needed and you cannot ask for anything else when it gets to that point, especially when you're doing stuff that requires visual curiosity and your creative mind working on overdrive. I have been disappointed by some of the things that 
I'd see my peers create because I know they're doing it simply because they want to get this person out of the way and they get the money in. But then the quality of work is so... Uh, it shows that it was rushed and not given the necessary attention. And as a result, when I come in and I give it the attention it deserves and I give it the degree of professional, profe- professional and perfection-driven mentality, I get the second call. And... It doesn't make me feel like I'm better than the next man, but it feels that my justification in wanting to always be on toes with the next man is a valid stance. Notice that when I came up with the phrase that I constantly use on this podcast about being Caesar or being nothing at all, I speak of Julius Caesar, who was the man who had the the gall to want to make an empire potentially happen. But it was his adopted son, his nephew, Augustus, who made the empire. So I still accept that I'm on the ground floor of that which is an ind- the different industries I'm involved in. I accept that even in my now slowly bubbling potential TV slash radio career, that granted I've been around the industry for almost 16 years now, and I'm still a new and fresh face to most people. They don't know me. They've never known of me. I've been around, but they don't know who I am. It's one thing when you think about things in the perspective of being a person who's been around and feels that you are owed an audience by people. But it's completely another when, yes, you've been around. You 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 could potentially be seen as a person who's worth being given a certain degree of respect, but you're always auditioning for the next thing. Because as much as I would say I've spent my entire life in Nairobi I can't wake up and say I'm shocked when a person from Nairobi says they've never heard of me I'm not shocked by that in fact it makes me happier and I think that's one gem I got from the last couple of weeks there's no better position to be in than the position of people second guessing that which you're capable of it's a blank slate and because it's a blank slate, you get to determine the bar by pushing yourself to the best ability that you can, and then some. And because you're able to do that, you end up becoming even more respected and even more valuable to those who are around you. Everyone thinks of that whole first experience with people as a negative. It actually is a positive because it means you've not only surpassed the idea of fear, but you've embraced the idea of the fear because the fear is actually an, uh, an anxious form of excitement. I always equate it to the scene in the movie 300 from years ago based on the Frank Miller comic book, correction, comic, uh, graphic novel. And it's the moment when Leonidas was feeling the breeze passing by his toes and hearing the, the, the leaves brushing against the ground. And instead of having this bubble feeling in his stomach that make him nervous, it actually makes him excited. He uses that idea of these bubbles in my stomach are a form of hesitation, but he actually takes that and says like, okay, run towards the fear. And I used to use that in my, well, dating life back in the day. If I saw a girl and I was attracted to the girl just off of visually looking at her, the first thing I would do is start asking myself, if I should approach, because I normally judge it on off of just looking at her, and then from what I see, if I make a step or if I look her in the eye from a distance, will she stay looking at me or will she turn away? And then when I start feeling this excitement in my stomach or like the bubbles in my stomach, I'd walk over at that time. So it's, I call it the bungee jumping of 
so social existence. So I'm, I'm afraid of the rejection, but I'll walk over anyway. When it got to the level where I started doing, like sometimes I'd make a pass at someone and, and I'm buzzed or I'm, or I'm drunk or anything, yes, their confidence would be eternally there, but I'd tell myself not to try to get their contacts or get their information in any way, shape or form because I feel like maybe it's important I don't associate myself with this person. Maybe it's important I keep my distance from this person because I have an idea of what I could have seen, but I was buzzed. Maybe I should better know this person when I'm sober so that I actually can speak from a true place. And it's why I think one of the things I'll speak on in the upcoming episodes is my perception of how I see love. And I think I love my work and the love I have for my work has always shown in the fact that I actually will give anything and everything to make sure my work comes true. In my social life, I also try live with the same principles where if I'm around someone and I objectively speak with someone, it's because I want to speak with this person. I don't expect anything in return, but I want to be around this person at a specific time. And because I'm around them when I'm around them, I'm doing myself a service because it's truth. And because it's truth, it echoes and it ripples across time. And hopefully the value I am to that person is not something that is supposed to be quantified based on how many favors I've done for them or how many times I've been uh, an easy call to make when they need something. I think the value I would present to this person is when there's nothing needed and they can just talk to someone, I'm one of the first people they call. I think I've been lucky in that these weeks that I've been away, I've grown socially, I've grown professionally, and the personal convictions that I have had still fall in line with that which I've always wanted, which is a fighting chance. I believe quite extensively and immensely in the idea of merit. I'd like to earn my keep. I don't want a person claiming that if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be somewhere. I, I don't like that. I, I feel it, it denies me that which is my truth because my truth is I will go above and beyond for that needs to be done and if by somebody being around me they feel like they're justifying whatever they are by telling me what they did for me I feel it, it kind of cheapens the relationship I have with that person so even the new relationships I've formed in the past couple of weeks and the new ventures that I've gotten into, I am even happier than I was the last time we spoke because I'm, it doesn't uh, escape me the fact that the last time I spoke on this podcast around a time like this of the year, I was having very, very tough uh, decisions to make and very, very tough uh, ideas to wrap my head around. And I was not comfortable in my own skin and in my work. And I was second-guessing that which is my driving force and second-guessing that which is my drive. But I'm glad I returned back to what I consider my neutral setting, which is everything is going according to the God's plan that has been there. I mean, I give hints, but he makes the final decisions. So say it with me. Be Caesar or be nothing at all. I'm grateful I still get to do this podcast. I'm grateful I can still return here and give you 
ideas of that which has been happening around me and some of the topics i'm going to touch on this podcast i'm glad i'm touching them after letting the ideas swirl in my head because there's been a lot that i've been learning and let's hope that i put them in a context that is not only eloquent but understandable so until next time uno oh,